Stop! Sure you want the rest of it? Dirty Harry Welcome to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world that reviews every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic, Dirty Harry. I'm your host, John, and I'm joined with Tim. Hi. And as ever... Hello. And Glyn. Hello. Our guest. Yay, I'm the guest. Back for your last minute. I know. For now. For now. For now. (laughs) So many great memories. Have you learnt anything you didn't know? Uh... That maybe brackish water. That, yeah. <laughs> um, that maybe we're putting too much thought into this. <laughs> like because if, if what each episode so far is what like fifteen twenty minutes. It's been around that. So mm. what is the ma- like? It's a hundred. How how long's the movie? <laughs> yeah, ninety eight minutes. So, so how much timing- content are we going to produce time wise for yeah. a ninety for I say a hundred minute movie? It's not hundred times twenty minutes, and then divided by three to six to get the hours, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying that we're going to produce. Well, you are going to produce quite a lot of content. Mm. So that- if you've got a long journey to work, you know you'll be able to cram in. Oh God, five or six of these in, That's in right. one <laughs> exactly <little> drive. <laughs> exactly. No, I get. I, I get it. It's like the people that are interested in this stuff, they want to have everything sort of delved into. It's like the, the YouTube is filled with, you know, people tearing apart like a trailer and talking about a trailer for 20 minutes. So, <laughs> Well, it's my favourite film. I mean, if I, was, if, I, if I was going to commit so much time, it would be this movie because I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or Police Academy. Or Police Academy. <laughs> or Police, yeah. Are you going to do that one, Timmy? Masterpiece. Uh, I'll be up for it. Speaking of timing, Glenn, we've just identified the V the DVD Australian copy we have. The time code is different from your Slightly Blu-ray from Britain, isn't that code. right, Tim? It is, yes. Yeah. So we're going to correct listeners and go off my Australian DVD in the future. So sorry yeah. if some of the uh, events have appeared in the minute previous. This minute, however, we begins with a man continuing to walk along a high rooftop. Yep. And ends with that same man scooping up a shell casing, or is it bullet casing, Glenn will correct me, with a thin black pen. Well, the bullet is, of course, the thing that goes flying. Uh-huh. So... Julie knows. Yeah, so it is the shell. The shell. Yes. Right? Like, that's the thing. The bullet <laughs> is the thing that flies out of the gun. <laughs> like, yeah, a gun shoots bullets. <laughs> well, Tim, any, any thoughts about this movie? Uh, this minute, I should say. Yes, not much really happens, but it's a great, great shot of the skyline. Just more great shots. Yeah. And of course, the, um, the sound of the trumpet in, the, in Lalo's soundtrack, which I incorrectly identified as happening in last minute. We hear that now. It's very... Yeah. I wonder if that was intentional or just worked out that way. Mm. Or is it just my image of thinking of that great blue vista? There's oh, no, it was intentional because where they do scores, they like sit there with the movie playing and they like play along with it to get all the timing right. So yeah, no, that was definitely intentional. Yeah, what do you, cool. What about for you, Trent, this minute? Packed oh, with very excitement. Si- very similar to the previous one. Um, you know, a really good sweeping shot along with uh, Schifrin's music 
particularly the little drum pattern is sort of speeding up a little bit. But yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of just an establishment of the location, I suppose, and... Seagull loves his establishing shots in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know if you're... St- you're kind of establishing the character, but you're not really reading much from him because you don't no. really see his face or, you know, he's just doing his job. Is he a pretty man, Glenn? Handsome man, can you tell this man? I don't know. Don't know he's, yet? He looks kind of... He's kind of skinny and he's got weird hair and... Yeah, he's I don't just know. had all that shit blown on him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the roof. Yeah, he just had all that the scummy vapour blown on him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know... Clint the you'd, have to, you'd have to ask, Ruh. you know, a heterosexual lady. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, more to the point, do you think, would you figure he's a policeman? He does look vaguely copy. Man of but then again, there's always that thing where he looks vaguely copy, like, from a movie. <laughs> but also because he's just been shown on the swimming pool rooftop mm. with other cops. Yeah, so maybe, exactly. Maybe a sort yeah, of Yeah, it's thing. all about context, yeah. I think. Because he's also wearing, like, a V-neck sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's not... You don't really consider that, like, yeah, I'm a tough guy. I'm going to put on my V-neck sweater. <laughs> like... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, because the, the whole thing is, you know, this is, of course, the end of the movie. But, of course, remember, like... Because the whole thing is you think about him as being a detective. I mean, he, like, detective inspector and all this kind of stuff. That's very British detective inspector. Yeah. But at the end, remember, when he, when he pulls out his star, he's an inspector. His star, his little star badge yep. doesn't say detective. It says inspector. Mm. Yeah, so he's right. Inspector Callahan, not Detective Callahan. Obviously, in the next instalment, have you seen that, Glenn? Magnum Force? No, I haven't seen no, that. No, that's Force. very much. It's not just procedural, it's a real. Harry does a bit of. a lot of forensic work in that movie, which you don't see here so much. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was something that did also get me, especially with this bit when he finds the bullet casing and about how different. Well, about just about how. Why is this guy doing. Forensics, like why is he picking up? Because like nowadays, it, you know, he'd be like that. Wow, yeah, and then it'd be like, you know, a bunch of guys just like, yeah, we got a partial, another partial, some more partials, um, and like some fibers and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, we got a trace of DNA from his cigarette butt and all this kind of stuff. And then some guy would put on their sunglasses and make a snappy line. So. Yeah, I remember kind of watching this and thinking, like, I don't know if this is an accurate depiction of police work in it's the 1970s. It's a nice, delicate uh, black pen he's got, too. Isn't it, it is a nice, delicate pen, yeah. and, and he uses it in a very delicate, controlled way. So, I guess he must be a gentle lover. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tim, um, it looked sort of like he'd stumbled on the bullet by accident. Do you think he was just obsessed? He was just really engaged in looking down at the pool. Well, that- that's maybe if you take a literal, like, you know, what they're showing you is what happened. But for all we know, he spent one hour up there looking. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right. Enjoying the point. <laughs> that's, well, that's, yeah, that's the whole thing. Like you said, he's enjoying the view. And you kind of see him, like I made the joke before, that he's probably staring off, talking to the sky, telling him how to be a better president or something. <laughs> but, you know, like... He's kind of staring off in the sky. And I remember having this thought because then he like kind of, you know, like casually turns around and finds the bullet casing. And it's just like, what are you doing taking out the view, man? Get back to work. <laughs> a woman is dead. And you're like, yeah, what a lovely view. And he's up there by himself as well. There isn't, there's no other police presence on that side. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bit, I, I don't know if that's normal or whatever. It indicates he's special, a special inspector. Yeah, He's inspecting. Inspecting. He's inspecting. <laughs> I thought the the blood trails in the pool were yeah. quite nice. Not too. Once yeah. again, there's not that much. They blood. lingered. Yeah. I suppose the blood has been 
she's drowned in her own blood as well, so it's most in the lungs. Well, that, and Dr. that's probably because that, that whole thing is that when you look at the opening shot, she's shot in the shoulder, hmm. um, like right in her shoulder blade. And so that's actually the thing is that if she's in a pool, she probably would have died of blood loss, not actually from the gunshot. Yeah. The gunshot wouldn't have hit any vital organs. Um, it might have damaged her lungs a bit, but no, I mean, she was, yeah, she was like hit right in her shoulder blade. And so, yeah, she probably actually died of blood loss more than anything else. It's a very nice scene. I wonder how they put just some food dye, some vegetable dye, dyed red in there. Something Maybe. Nice. Well, high fructose corn syrup apparently with red food dye is what they use a lot now. There's some good ketchup later on in the film. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah the bank robbery one when he looks down at his leg. And <laughs> it's like, it was yeah, that paint, blood red paint. <laughs> and it all, because maybe that's the whole, maybe they're actually doing that on purpose. Because remember he, in the later one, and he's like, it's a hot dog. And he's like, you know, it's what you eat for breakfast and lunch and dinner. And so maybe that's the kind of like indicting. It's like, this is what happens if you eat too many hot dogs, people. Your, 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 your blood is like ketchup. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, the the weird thing is as they're panning across, you see that there's another building and it's got like a bunch of smoke, what looks like smoke or vapor, which maybe makes me You think, love that aspect, don't you? Well, it's it's more of this like, is that how air conditioners worked in those days? Which just, you had like big fans and a bunch of steam coming off so. all these buildings. Mm. That sounds filthy. No, like, Harry's filthy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's dirty. Um. There was or, something obscuring the camera, I think, as it was panning over the... Just, did you notice that on the left? Like maybe something was, something was in front of the lens? Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit, know. yeah. Yeah. I do like seeing the gravel or the pebble dash or whatever it is on all the buildings at yeah. the top. Is yeah, it yeah. actual gravel or... Con- yeah. Yeah, yeah. stones there. Looks I was nice. just thinking, do you think that uh, they kind of didn't really have a choice as to which building they were going to film at because i assume that's the highest one in san francisco mm. yeah be up there that pyramid building i think probably doesn't have a lot of space because up the, we didn't up. mention this but when he's on the rooftop of the where the swimming pool is does he just deduce that that's the building the sniper must have been on because it's the only other tall building around? i guess so because yeah. you see them when, down, when both of the cops are up. leaning down and they like look up at the taller building and so i assume that's the building that he well no he's the only one that looks up Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And while man. the other guy's weirdly fondling her face. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, now I remember. Can I steal the crochet yeah, yeah. costume from yeah. forensics for my wife? Yeah. yeah. So weird. And then, of course, then there's the filmed in Panavision Technicolor. Mm-hmm. Yay, Panavision. <laughs> Yay, Technicolor. I won't nerd out on that stuff, but yeah, I could talk at great length about Panavision and Technicolor. There's some good behind-scene shots in the, the mayor's office with um, the Panavision a camera and Don Siegel directing that scene later yeah, on if you they do. want to get your jollies. They do nice stuff. <laughs> they also, uh, I assume, time, timed all of the editing and whatever they filmed so they could fit all those credits in. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. They yeah. probably did that. Can you imagine doing takes and they're like, actually, yeah. like, oh, no, we, you need to walk slower, like amble more aimlessly, Clint. <laughs> like I was saying, like, they could have had an hour of him just searching the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> good point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And and again, more Lilo Schifrin. He's so Magic. Good. Oh, sorry, Lalo Schifrin. Lalo. And I think he... Did he get his credit shot? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, 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 he got his credit shot, yeah. Yeah, which I like that, that he has like a really important... Yeah, it makes clearly. me want to be a drummer. Just all those fills. Oh, totally. You know, he had to start them up again after you finished them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, drummers, man. I always tell people when they're starting to play guitar, like, I'm starting to play guitar. No, no. The world has enough guitar players. It's like, play drums. <laughs> Learn to play the drums, man. There's too many guitar players. 
So it keeps going. Oh yeah, that's right. So they're cu- they're then they're carrying the girl's body down the steps. Uh huh. Yep. Um, and th- I remember thinking Delicli- delicately enough for you, Tim. Guess so. Do you respect from a, from afar? Yeah. They they were doing a good job. Yeah. Assume no one can see her because have they put a blanket they over put, her? Yeah, they, oh, she's covered up. But it makes me wonder, like, are they going to walk her? Because that's a, they're at the top of a high rise building. Yeah. Are they going to walk her down the stairs, or are they going to take a dead body in an elevator? Or dumb waiter. <laughs> yeah, or in the dumb waiter, or in, even in the service elevator. But that would be kind of weird, you know. You like up, you know, you like going to work in the morning and stuff like that, and a bunch of cops like. What's the alternative though? Just a helicopter. There is, yeah. I mean, that would that would be the other alternative. Is it be helicopter? But I guess this is what. How does this, this reality? Happen? This, this is, is what like happens. Yeah, yeah. She's like, already dead. Why don't I just piff her off the building? <laughs> <laughs> Save a lot of ha- <laughs> back pain and stuff like that. Well, they spend yeah. the whole the whole next bit, you know, helicopters going around the city trying to find just. You know, a needle in a haystack, a sniper on a rooftop, so they can afford to, a helicopter to mm. evac the... Exactly, yeah. exactly. But no, you're right. Like, it's reality. Like, how would they get a body down from the top of a, a high rise? Question. Like, It's a shame it wasn't on the taller building. They could have thrown her in that <laughs> dirty water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. That's why Harry was looking there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not for the bullet or the rifle. Yeah, yep, looking for other... The vision. shell, sorry. The shell, that's right. Well, Trent, uh, are you happy with this minute or just more continuation of... Well, continuation four. of the previous, yeah, absolutely. Well, unless you've got anything else to comment, Tim, I think I'll call this minute to a close. <laughs> I have more. You got more, bring it out. I've always got more. So, what the hell is Harry chewing? <laughs> yeah. He's chewing, like, a lot in the first scene, like, because remember later on when he's now, in this the- this I didn't the notice. Well, Pardon? This I didn't notice. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's chewing gum or a mint or something okay. at the end. Yeah, 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 or a hot dog still. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he's just always chewing hot dogs. <laughs> I don't floss. Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, get the bullet casing back mm. to work. No, that's it. Then the rest of it's all about the next scene. But yeah, that, that, that stuck out to me as well. Like, what the hell is he chewing? To yeah. help with the nerves. You know, I remember, um, is it Michael Jordan? Was he the one who always chewed gum as he played? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that was something to help calm the nerves, keep, keep cool under pressure. Really? Yeah, true. Actually, that's a good point. I, it also makes me wonder, is, like, is Harry trying to quit smoking? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like... Yeah, I was. There's not much smoking in Dirty Harry. No, exactly. No. Maybe it was the seventies. I 70s don't and think so. I didn't to tell you. Oh, I wasn't. I didn't notice that. Was he doing the previous minute when he was walking down the street? I didn't not notice really, but, this, yeah. but when you see him in that shot, you'd notice like when he finds the bullet casing that he's like chewing and stuff like that. And that's what I'm saying. He's like shooting the shit, checking out the view, chewing on some gum, and he's like, "Oh, some evidence. I better do my job." <laughs> like, yeah. You never noticed that, John? No. No, Did legitimately, I haven't. No, oh, really? I've noticed it. Oh. Yeah, I guess I've been looking the at the view. I think you see it probably in the next minute when he picks up the note. I'd be mm. interested to see if it's something he, he does in the rest of the movie, absentmindedly or whatever. I was just sometimes, but not as much. Yeah, things to look out for. Well, Glenn, thank you very much for joining us on Dirty Harry Minutes. A pleasure. It's been great. Can we entice you to come back on future episodes? Of course. Yeah, I'm totally into this. Yeah. Maybe your opinion of. Keanu Reeves will have changed by then. Nope. I think, you know, not the best actor, but entertaining and seems like a decent dude. But doesn't like Panavision. Or can live without Panavision. He can live without... No, well, he used Panavision lenses. That's the whole thing. All is right. that they are, they are the people that essentially solved the anamorphic lens issue. Okay. And they became so prevalent that it's like when you see anamorphic photography, there is like an 80% chance that it's probably a Panavision lens. 
and they look very nice. Do they make the cameras as well? You know how you see the picture of Panasonic written on the, the film loader bits? So what they do is that they essentially... So most companies, most stuff in Hollywood, you rent it out. Yep. So what they do is they're actually a rental house. And so that's why they say that they can justify spending all this money on stuff because they will spend money on making something really decent and then use it for 10 years renting it out like every single week. So yeah, so and they do that now with digital cameras. So the idea is that they take an existing camera and then they test the hell out of it and figure mm. out what they're going to do to improve it and then they make custom lens or customize some of their existing lens to fit, make sure everything works. And so the idea is you come to them and you say, Panavision, I want a camera that can do this and they're just like, there you go. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for joining us, Glenn. My pleasure. Thank we'll you very much. We'll see you in future minutes on Dirty Harry, Harry Minutes. Minute.